Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Fantasy football. Point spreads. Prop bets. And two guys who proudly call themselves degenerates. Is that so terrible? This is On The Money. Look at those muscles. Oh, this is your lucky day. Sponsored by Bud Light. Brewed for a crisp taste. Here's Dave Biddle and Scotty Vegas. That's right. We do proudly call ourselves degenerates. Welcome to On The Money. I am Dave Biddle. I am joined by Scott Prokop, a.k.a. Scotty Vegas. We have producer Bodie Wells at the controls. This is a show about fantasy football and sports gambling. Scotty Vegas, it is officially game week for the Ohio State Buckeyes. How you doing this morning, my friend? I am fantastic. You're right. It is game week six days away now, and it's a Brown Steeler Sunday. It's shorts and hoodie weather. I can't be better, Dave. It's always shorts and hoodie weather uh, here inside the house. It could be winter, uh, could be summer. We got the AC on. I'm in the basement, so I'm kind of cold. I'm, I'm always, I'm always rocking the hoodie and the, and the shorts if I can. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually doing the show from out of my patio this morning because it's, it's perfect out. You know, it's, it's the perfect football weather. I've got the, the TV on the porch ready and going, and this is going to be a fantastic day, fantastic week. And I'll tell you, Dave, I have never personally experienced a bigger roller coaster of emotions this week as far as gambling and fantasy so i can't wait to get into it yesterday was great college football was a lot of fun we had a nice if you're into boxing had a really nice boxing match on espn it wasn't even pay-per-view to finish off the night i I just loved the sports day yesterday we had some intriguing major league baseball playoffs if you're into that Um, but let's get into fantasy football and sports gambling what this show is all about and we're going to have some fun on today's show even more so than usual now if you would like to call the show with a question about fantasy football or sports gambling you're welcome to do that as always 614-821-9710 you can also call the show with a horror story from your from your fantasy football or gambling days. You know, if like, if, for example, if you got divorced because you bet you know three thousand dollars on the Bengals to win a game and uh, you only had about a thousand left in your account, and your wife told you no more betting, and you end up getting divorced over that, you might have a good chance of winning our contest because we do have a contest. Whoever has the best horror story, Scotty, tell the listeners more about the prize for the best horror story from their fantasy football or sports gambling days. Yeah, unfortunately, Dave, I've got a horror story from last night that I will also share. Oh, but, boy. Yeah, yeah. But we are going to give away a $100 gift card to Moo Moo Car Wash, and it's a it's a gift basket, so it includes all the stuff you need to clean your car. And uh, But you're, you're right, Dave. The horror stories, I think everybody has them. It doesn't have to be a gambling horror story. It could be a fantasy bad beat that you have. But we are giving away the Moo Moo Car Wash $100 gift card today. Yeah, and then around, you know, 12.35, we will announce the winner. Um, but you can call throughout the show, again, 614-821-9710 with questions about fantasy football or sports gambling or to pass along a horror story from your fantasy football or sports gambling days. All right, week six of the NFL is upon us. Let's get to news and notes that impact fantasy football and NFL gambling. Scotty, the Patriots reopened their facility yesterday after closing it on Friday for a possible, possible uh, a positive COVID test. Thankfully, the Broncos and Pats is on for today. I was really worried that game might get canceled. Um, 
But to push this forward, and, and we talked about this on last week's show, we absolutely need a week 18 in the NFL. I mean, just, there's just too many teams having issues with the virus. They flirted with disaster this week, and it looks like they're going to be okay. Last week was a mess. I mean, it, it just seems to be an obvious solution is to add a week 18, give yourself that extra week where you can move games there, just push the playoffs back one week. It's the NFL. And if you, you know, if you don't want to move the Super Bowl, then you just have one week off between the Super Bowl and not two. That wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. We've, we did that many times. Um, but I, you know, there's just no doubt we need an, a week 18 in the NFL. I hope they implement that sooner rather than later. I 100% agree. And look, football fans, none of us would complain about an extra Sunday of football. You know, week 18, I know the NFL wants to keep the, the schedule tight, but we're seeing every single week questions of whether these games are going to happen or not happen. Fortunately, it looks like this week we are all set. The schedule seems like it's going to be all good, and we're going to benefit with a Monday night doubleheader tomorrow night as well, a great doubleheader. So, you know, this, this week's schedule is fantastic. It's great that all these games are going to happen. And but uh, But when we do run into the issues, when the NFL does, moving to a Week 18 is a great alternative. Again, it would be another week of football. I don't think people would complain about it. Sticking with the Pats Broncos game, interesting story here. Melvin Gordon is out with an illness, and that you know that's really not the interesting part. Uh, they've been very hush hush about what it is. I didn't see this until a couple days ago. Apparently, Gordon had a DUI. Not apparently, he, Gordon also was busted for a DUI on Tuesday. Could be facing a three game suspension. Um, good news for Philip Lindsay owners. Bad news for Melvin Gordon owners. Um, but. Do you feel like Philip Lindsay is a good play? And just if you're a Melvin Gordon owner, how concerned are you about this? Uh, I'm definitely concerned. I think this could be a multi-week uh, issue for Gordon. As far as this week with Philip Lindsay, my concern is they're going up against the Patriots, a good defense. I don't love it, but you know what? If you're in a situation where you've stashed Philip Lindsay, had him on the bench, he could slide into the flex role a little bit. But for me, it's it's not an auto play to get Lindsay in there this week. Le'Veon Bell to the Chiefs. Are you entertained? And just as an aside there, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, you know, he looked like he was a superstar, had a great week one. They took him in the first round. Everybody, myself included, is like, what a great fit. And then Clyde Edwards-Alaire hasn't been that impressive since the opening week. What do you think about Le'Veon to the Chiefs? Well, first off, he goes from the outhouse to the penthouse. I mean, unbelievable. You go from the worst NFL franchise right now in the Jets to the very best with the Chiefs. And you know what? It's a great situation for him. I mean, you know, looking at uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, he has struggled to get into the end zone. He played really, really well in week one, put up a lot of, a lot of fantasy points. He's still averaging over 100 scrimmage yards per game, which is pretty solid. Uh, he's getting getting 82% of the Chiefs carries. My concern as a, as a Clyde Edwards-Alaire fantasy owner would be if Bell starts taking some of the uh, some of the passing game snaps away. If they like Bell's blocking a little bit better, I could see Bell being out there in more of the passing situations. So I'm a little worried, obviously, if I'm an Alaire owner. But as far as Le'Veon Bell, it couldn't be better. For the people who held on to Le'Veon Bell thinking, oh gosh, this season was going to be a waste for him with the Jets, they're thrilled. Yeah, no question about that. All right, we have several callers we want to get to here. First caller is Ryan. Good morning, Ryan. You're on the fan. What's your question? Hey, guys, I got a flex question. I'm sitting Michael Gallup on the bench, and I'm starting Miles uh, Gaskin. So I'm a little little concerned um, if that's the right move or not. 
I think you're doing the right thing. I have Gaskin as a top 20 running back this week. Barely. 19th. Still, that qualifies as top 20. Um, I would stick with, with Miles Gaskin in there. What do you think, Scott? I actually agree. I, you know, the thing about Gallup is last week with Andy Dalton, he actually came up with a couple big catches towards the end of that game. But I still like Gaskin. I, I think that's a, a good situation for Miami going up against uh, the Jets this week. I, I think you stick with Gaskin. Absolutely. Next caller is Dustin. Good morning, Dustin. You're on the fan. What's your question? Hi, I'm sitting here with my wife. Um, for her fantasy league, she wants to play Deshaun Watson. I think she should go with Ben Roethlisberger and want to get your opinion. They're both good plays. I have Watson as my number six quarterback this week and Big Ben as number seven. So I would go with Watson by the narrowest of margins. Yeah, I agree. That one's very close, but I would go with the wife. Get Watson in there. Uh, and again, if, if you're, if you play Ben Roethlisberger and, yeah, and Watson ends up with the better day, I mean, that's double trouble for you. Thank you for the call. Next caller is Dan. Good morning, Dan. You're on the fan. What's your question? Morning, guys. Um, I have a flex question. It's a standard league. Um, I've got Gaskin, Damian Harris, DJ Chark, and Terry McLaurin. I don't know who to play. My first reaction is Chark, but let me look up, make sure everything's okay with him. Um, yeah, I actually just saw uh, something across the screen that said Chark is likely to play today. I still would go with McLaurin, though. What do you think? Yeah, McLaurin's yeah. And- ra- I, have, I have McLaurin ranked higher. Yeah, and they're going up against the Giants, not a good defense. I think there's an opportunity there. I would I would play McLaurin. There you go. Get Scary Terry in there. I, you know, I, I I want him to do well, but I also want the, like, the Washington quarterbacks to do bad with what they did with Dwayne Haskins. So not necessarily Alex Smith. I just want Kyle Allen to do bad because I feel like they did Dwayne Haskins wrong. But then that would negatively affect... Terry McLaurin, so I just hope Terry McLaurin does well. All right, yeah, but Scary Terry is the play there. Let's get into some college football action from yesterday. Now, Scotty, uh, how things go in uh, college football gambling for you yesterday, my friend? Well, things were going fantastic. I was four out of five in my uh, parlay, and then it came down to this is an unbelievable loss for me. So I had, uh, for first starting the day, I ended up winning with West Virginia NC State, Miami, Florida. And then it came down to, unfortunately, I took North Carolina on the money line along with Alabama also to win. So I needed North Carolina to just win last night, and that's why that is my horror story because I'm sitting there. North Carolina's getting killed. They come back. They have a final drive with two minutes to go. Three wide-open wide receivers just drop the ball, drop the ball. So North Carolina losing, not only looking horrible, but that was my horror story. I had a very good day in college football yesterday. I hit a, uh, you know, I didn't put much money on it, but I had a, a three-way parlay. Um, I had Kentucky covering. I should have done Kentucky on the money line, but I had Kentucky covering at six. I had the under on BC, Virginia Tech, and I had Bama covering four and a half. Uh, so I hit that, but again, I, I didn't put much money on it, but it was still nice. Um, I believe that was a, was it six to one? I think it was. Um, so that, that paid out well. Um, here's where I, I did well. Alabama, and I felt dirty doing it because I would usually just be rooting against Alabama. I just had yes. a feeling that they were going to take it to Georgia. And then in the first half, I was feeling stupid. Um, it turned out the way I thought it would, but like in the first half, I was like, oh, Georgia's better than I thought they were. Um, I knew their defense was good, but, uh, 
you know, Stetson Bennett was moving the ball a little better, and I, I you know, the moment wasn't too big for him. I thought it might be, um, but here's what happened. So I had, you know, I had, you know, put a decent amount on Alabama uh, minus four and a half, and then I was feeling good because it went up to six. I was like, good thing I got him at four and a half. And then the game starts, and before you know it, Scott, the live betting, if you thought Alabama was going to do well, was so enticing because at one point Bama is the underdog. So I start just making bet after bet after bet on Alabama. If yes, they, if they wouldn't have won, even if they they ended up not covering, but just would have won, I ended up would have been doing pretty well um but um they ended up covering so it worked out well but i was not feeling too good early on with that but i just kept making bet after bet on alabama felt dirty usually i'd be rooting against them i'm like clapping when they have like 90 yard touchdowns right. to waddle i'm like what am i doing here i'm like clapping along with all of these like bama fans like this is not right i need to take a shower but you know my account at uh, Hollywood Casino in Lawrenceburg, Indiana, <clears throat> is uh, is looking a little better this morning. So it was a fun day in college football. But just your thoughts on Bama, Georgia? Did it turn out the way you thought it would? And just your thoughts on that big game yesterday? It absolutely did. And, and Dave, we could do probably a full show on live betting. I mean, it's it's an incredible. Uh, and, and you were right when when Alabama got down, got they, they were down a touchdown in the first half, and I I never had the feeling that Alabama was going to actually lose that football game. I just felt like there was no way that the Georgia offense could continue to keep up with Alabama's offense. And and that kind of was was the story in the second half. You know, the, the Alabama kept scoring and Georgia stopped scoring. So there's there's question marks on the Alabama defense, but that Alabama offense is so good. And as far as live betting, that's absolutely right. You were at, you were actually getting plus points with Alabama during that stretch where they were behind by a touchdown. And then the other thing, and I'm going to go back to the North Carolina uh, North Carolina Florida State game is you can really take advantage of lines in these games. Look, these college football games are long, and there's overreactions by the betting market as far as these games. So North Carolina got down a bunch. I think they were down. 31-7, 31-10, something like that. And Florida State was actually giving 14.5 points midway through the third quarter. And I'm like, there's still over a quarter and a half to play, and you're telling me that North Carolina is not going to make a run to get back in this game? Obviously, they did. They didn't win the game. But the fact that you could get Carolina at plus 14.5 that early, there is some major, major value when you're looking at live betting. Got a few callers on the line. Let's head on out to Zane. Good morning, Zane. You're on the fan. What's your question? Hey, guys. I got two pretty good defenses that I could start this week. I have the Colts against the Bengals or the Steelers against the Browns. Just wondered what your opinions on this were. I give the Colts a slight edge there. You're right. I think they're two of the top four uh, fantasy defenses this week. Uh, either way, you probably couldn't go wrong. Splitting hairs, I'd give the Colts a slight advantage. What do you think, yeah. Scott? Yeah, I mean, the, the Bengals are giving up a ton of sacks this year as well, as we all know, to, to Joe Burrow. So I think the Colts are going to have the opportunity to pick up points that way. And then as far as offenses, look, I think the, the, uh, the Browns offense to me, is going to score today because the the Steelers have a good overall defense, but their pass defense has been lacking a little bit lately. So I would play the Colts comfortably today. Next caller is Chris. Good morning, Chris. You're on the fan. What's your question? Hey guys, I got a PPR league and I can play three of the four receivers I'm going to give you here. I've got uh, Robbie Anderson, Jamison Crowder, Tyler Boyd, and Mike Evans. I'm not really sure which guy to sit here. I would get, I know Evans has been banged up with that ankle. I would still get him in there for sure. Um, 
I'm leaning towards Boyd. Let me think here. Yeah, I would probably get Tyler Boyd in there. Those, that's two. Uh, what do you think, Scott? Help so me out I, here. I really like Crowder. Crowder's been putting up a ton of points, gets a, a lot of targets in that Jets offense. I agree Mike Evans has to play. That's going to be a very, very high-scoring game, I think, with the with the Packers today. And then as far as Robbie Anderson and Tyler Boyd, that's a tough one. I would actually lean putting Robbie Anderson in just because he has been so good lately, putting up great numbers. And I just question whether Boyd's going to have a shot at, at scoring today as far as uh, scoring a touchdown. So for me, Boyd would be the would be the one guy out. There you go. I would probably sit oh – man, that's a tough one. I would probably sit either Robbie Anderson or Crowder and get Boyd in there. But who knows? The Bengals are getting T. Higgins more and more involved. We'll see what happens. If they get down early against the Colts, they might be throwing the ball. Maybe not 61 times like they did against the Browns. But they, might, they might be throwing the ball a lot today. All right, next question comes from Nate. Good morning, Nate. You're on the fan. What's your question? Hey, guys. I got five wide receivers, but two of them are kind of an iffy uh, position. So of these five, which three do I start this week? I got Julio Jones, Robbie Anderson, Jarvis Landry, Amari Cooper, and Darius Slate. Definitely get Amari Cooper in there. Uh, let me think here. I think you got to start Julio for sure. I mean, I know he it's was banged up. He's been yeah. out. But you got to play him. That's going to be – speaking of high-scoring games, they're going up against a horrendous Vikings pass defense. So I think you, you definitely play Julio. Uh, to me, you know, between Landry, Robbie Anderson, and Slayton. Slayton gets a ton of targets with the Giants. I would probably lean him just because of the workflow. I think he'll get a. I'll, I think he'll get a lot of catches today. I agree, one hundred percent. All right, hey Mike, stick on the line. We're going to get to you after the break. Next up is bail me out, where you can call the show with a question on fantasy football or sports gambling, or to give you to give us your personal horror story when it comes to fantasy football or sports gambling. The number is six one four eight two one ninety seven ten. Again, that's six one four eight two one ninety seven ten. That is up next on the money ninety seven point one. The fan. If you miss a Buckeye game, it's because your radio is in tune to the right place. Always and forever, your home for the Buckeyes. The Fan, Ohio's sports destiny. On the money, 97.1 The Fan. I am Dave Biddle. I am joined by Scotty Vegas. Feels like I'm at a Blue Jackets game. I like that. I like that. All right, Bodie, it is time for Bail Me Out. Hit it, my man. It's on the money's Bail Me Out. Sponsored by Atlas Butler Plumbing Services. A lot of callers to get to. Let's start with Mike. Good morning, Mike. You're on the fan. What's your question? Hey, guys. How are you? Uh, got four receivers I need to play, and my options are Amon Cooper, Stephon Diggs, uh, Chase Claypool, and Justin Jefferson. I would bench Claypool, and in order I would go, you know, Diggs, then Cooper, then Jefferson. So Jefferson would be my third out of the three, but I, I would bench Claypool out of those four. Boy, that's that's quite the dilemma right there. You've got you've got four really good wide receivers to choose from there. Um, you know, Claypool had the the four touchdown week last week, so it's hard to get him out of the lineup. Uh, but I, I would probably need to see another game or two out of him, so he would probably be the guy. I agree with Dave to to get out of there. Next up is Scott. 
Good morning, Scott. You're on the fan. What's your question? Good morning, gentlemen. I have a quarterback dilemma. Uh, I need to choose between Fitzmagic and Cam Newton. I would go with Cam. I have a little bit ahead of Fitzmagic this week. It's close. It's close. I have Cam like right around 10th and Fitzmagic right around 12th. But uh, what do you think, Scotty? Yeah, see, the thing with uh, with Fitzpatrick, he's had four really good football games in a row. He's four straight where he's scored 20 fantasy points or more. The, the, the reason I am actually going to lean Cam Newton, though, is because of the high probability of him getting the rushing touchdowns. And I know Fitzpatrick can run, too, but we see around the goal line, Cam Newton is the guy, and that's six points. You know, you get two rushing touchdowns, and that's enormous. So that's why tiebreaker, Cam, although I do really like Fitzpatrick today as well. We've got two Mikes on the line. We'll get to Mike with the question first, and we'll get to Mike with the horror story next. Mike with the question. You're on the fan. What is your question, sir? Good morning, guys. Um, i got a full PPR league, uh, flex position. I'm uh, torn between David Montgomery and Juju Smith-Schuster. I actually like Montgomery today, but I don't know if I'd start him over Juju. I don't know if I'd let start him over Juju, though. Maybe I would, though. What do you think? I, I would. I, I would start I, Montgomery. It's pretty close, especially full point PPR. I think Montgomery will catch some balls. Look, Carolina's rush defense is amongst the absolute worst. And as far as as far as Juju, uh, he hasn't put up the the huge numbers this year consistently. Uh, I just think the safer play is probably David Montgomery. And you know you're right with Tariq Cohen out. David Montgomery is now a factor in the passing game for yes. the for the Bears. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, get Montgomery in there. Um, I still think Juju's going to turn it around, but today I think Montgomery is the better play. All right, a couple more callers to get to. Oh, I love this. Mike has a horror story. Mike, good morning. Welcome in. What is your horror story? Hey guys, um, all us Mike's banding together here today. Um, right. So my horror story <laughs> is five part parlay. Right. And uh, down with a buddy of mine down with Batera in uh, Indiana there and Kentucky, uh, not the Kentucky game, sorry. Um, Bama game bet on. Kansas State got the upset. I'm doing really well. Long story short, the only thing I miss out on is I got big points for Kansas upsetting, or I'm Ooh. sorry, Arkansas. I get this right. Arkansas upsetting Auburn, which, as you know, Bo Nix fumbles the snap with eight seconds, turns around, throws the ball backwards, and the referee screw it up. Yes. That parlay would have set all five. I would have had all five for the evening. And, yeah, that one hurt. The fact that it wasn't decided on the field that a referee – screwed up the rules and that you could i mean replay that i don't know how you replay something like that like i almost understand it when a referee gets it wrong in real time even if it makes no sense it's like okay it was real time but when you have a chance for replay and you still screw it up that's terrible all right thanks for the horror story mike next caller is brian brian you're on the fan what is your question so i got a flex spot i need to fill curtis samuel chase claypool or leonard Fournette. I go Claypool. Yes, 100% Claypool. I know Curtis Samuel actually had a, a really good week last week. I think he's a little banged up and questionable, though. Uh, Claypool, four touchdowns. Uh, you you got to start him. you got to start him in this situation. 
One more caller real quick. Justin, you're on the fan. Good morning, Justin. What's your question? What's up, guys? I got to play three out of these four wide receivers. I have Robbie Anderson. I got Calvin Ridley. I feel like those two are locks. And then now it's a toss-up between Chris Godwin and McCole Hardman. I figure McCole Hardman being uh, probably number one since Sammy's going to be out would be good. I get Godwin in there for sure. I know he's I know he's been banged up, but I still would get Godwin in there. Yes, yeah, and, and you were right. Anderson, Ridley, Godwin, those are the three I think you absolutely have to play. And I know that Chiefs-Bills game is probably going to be a really high-scoring game tomorrow night, um, but, but your other three wide receivers are, are top-notch guys. I, I would stick with those three. Okay, we've been meaning to get to this. We're going to get to this now. Huge Browns at Steelers game today. Steelers favored by three and a half points. We've had a ton of callers, so we've had to push this back a little bit. But in honor of this huge game today between two rivals, and it's good to call it a rivalry. Steeler fans probably laugh for a while calling it a rivalry. Now the Browns are legit. Uh, but Scotty and I are going to do a prop contest, and we're going to keep track and see who did the best. We'll let you know on next week's show. All right, first prop in today's game. Which quarterback will throw for more yards, Big Ben or Baker? I have Baker. We'll go back and forth on this one. Ooh, okay. I'm, I'm going to take Ben. I think, uh, I, uh, to me, this was a relatively easy one. I'm going to take Ben. <laughs> I love how you just throw that out there. I just, you know, I, I hope I hope I'm wrong. I'll be, I, but I think maybe the Browns will get down. I'll have to throw the ball a little bit more than they want to, and maybe they won't stick with the running game as much. But we'll see. Um, w- will the game go over or under 50 points, Scotty? So I'm going to take this one as going over. Look, the last four Browns wins have all been overs. Uh, so I am going to take the over in this one. The, the Steelers' defense has, is good against the against the run, not good against the pass. I think this one flies over 50. I I'll, I agree. I also have the over circled on this one. Next one is which player will score the first touchdown of the game? I'll go with Eric Ebron. Ooh. <laughs> That's an interesting choice. I, I like that. I am actually going to go with the guy who scored four times last week. I'm going to say Chase Claypool. I think he's going to be a nightmare uh, matchup for the Browns. Uh, you know, we've we've had a lot of questions on whether to start or or sit Claypool. I really do like Claypool. Some of the, you know, he's not necessarily a top ten play today. Like we're we're getting questions of is he going up against some of those top ten wide receivers? He's not quite that high, but I do like him, and I think he'll score. Let's do some uh, rapid fire for these next few prop bets. Will Miles Garrett get a sack today, yes or no? I'm going to say yes, and I think it could be multiple sacks. I agree. I have yes circled. Next one, will a player be ejected from the game? I'm going to say no. I hope not, man. I hope this one, I hope this one is clean today, but uh, uh, I'm going to say no. No, I, I hope somebody does get ejected. That would be a lot more fun. But no, I, I, for the for the sake of the bet, I'm gonna I'm gonna bet no. Uh, what unsung player will make a big impact in the game? I think I might have already given this away. Eric Ebron. Yeah, that's a good pick. I got? actually did a prop bet, Dave, where he would where he would get over 40 receiving yards. I'm gonna go with Jarvis Landry. I think Landry. The Steelers uh, struggled last week against the Eagles uh, as far as giving up a lot of passing yards. I'm gonna go Landry. You're referring to somebody making what over ten million dollars as a wide receiver as an right. unsung player. Right. Okay. Nice work. Nice. <laughs> nice cheating on your part there. No, we'll allow it. We'll allow it. All right. Who will go for more total yards, James Conner or Kareem Hunt? What you got, Scotty? I'm going Kareem Hunt. I think that the Browns, if they're going to win today, they have to establish themselves on the ground, and I think Kareem Hunt will outplay James Conner. 
I agree. I mean, James Conner, I have him on one of my teams, and I drafted him relatively early, and, uh, you know, and he's been okay, but not a fan. And Benny Snell, I think, you know, even though he didn't score last week, stole a goal line carry for him, and Benny Snell didn't get in, and Conner ended up scoring a touchdown. But I agree. With Chubb out, Kareem Hunt, I think, is going to have a big day. How many times will CBS show or talk about the Miles Garrett-Mason Rudolph play from last year? I will go Ferris Bueller on you and go nine times. Nine <laughs> times. You know what? I, what I, you got? I, I hope it's under nine, but I think it's going to be, I think they're, it's going to be played. We're probably going to see it three or four times throughout the game. So I would, I would put it at four, four times once per quarter. Last prop bet. Brass tax. Which team will win the game? Browns or Steelers? What do you got? I, Dave, I'm taking the Steelers. Look, the Steelers haven't put they're 4-0, but they haven't played a good team yet. I just think this is going to be a high-scoring game, probably a field goal type game either way at the end, but I'm going to I'm going to say the Steelers just barely over the Browns today. I agree. I have the Steelers. All right, next up, it is officially game week for Ohio State football. Feels so Woo. good to say that. We're going we're gonna to talk about the Buckeyes versus Huskers and other interesting week one matchups in the Big Ten. That is up next on The Money, 97.1 The Fan. If you consider yourself a Buckeye fan, you've come to the right place. This is your heritage sports talker and home of Ohio State Athletics, The Fan, Ohio sports destination. On the money, 97.1 The Fan. I am Dave Biddle. I am joined by Scotty Vegas. It is officially game week for Ohio State football after a tremendously long wait, considering that Clemson game was in late December. We're finally going to have Ohio State football six days from now. The Nebraska Cornhuskers are brothers in arms. and Getting Big Ten football back this year will come to the horseshoe high noon. Be on Fox. Urban's going to be in the house with the pregame show and all that. Uh, I just can't wait. What do you think the spread's going to be, Scotty? So I've seen, I've actually cheated, <laughs> and I've seen uh, <laughs> an early line out there. Uh, the first line that I saw was a 21 and a half. It actually came out, uh, I believe, yesterday at 21 and a half, which I think when you and I were guessing Ooh. last week, we kind of said 23, 24 in that, in that ballpark. And, you know, thinking at 21 and a half, what we've seen, like, look, watching Alabama and Clemson, and, and we obviously think Ohio State is on that same level. I mean, Clemson yesterday scored, what, 77 points, you know, I mean, or, or scored in the 70s at least. So as far as how Ohio State comes out, I think they're going to come out scoring. I mean, 21 and a half to me when I initially see this, I think it's a little low. Yeah, I, I'm glad I didn't interrupt you. I was going to say, like, hey, let me guess what it is. I was going to guess 24 and a half um, before you mentioned the 21 and a half. Yeah, and maybe they think of all teams, if the Buckeyes get up, they're not going to want to put it on Nebraska too much <laughs> because right. of the friendship. Now that actually, you know, all joking aside, that that goes out the window. When, you know, for these sixty minutes, it just has to because style points are going to matter. And Nebraska is coming in here to win this game. Now, as Ohio State fans, we might laugh at that, but Nebraska is coming here to win this game. They're not. <laughs> they're not just coming here to play, Herm Edwards. Um, they're going to, you know, they're going to play to win the game. And you know, who knows when Nebraska is going to turn it around? I think eventually they will. I don't think it's going to be this year. But I think eventually they will. So the Buckeyes, I think they're going to keep the, the pedal down. But I'm trying to think. 21 and a half seems low to me, but we will see what happens. I think 24 and a half, I wouldn't have been surprised if it was more than that. But 21 and a half, that, that was very surprising to hear you say that. Let's take a look at some of the interesting week one matchups 
in the Big Ten. Michigan at Minnesota at night. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, Wolverines. That's a tough way, way to start out. A ranked team on the road at night. You haven't been good in those situations. Penn State at Indiana at 3.30. Illinois at Wisconsin at night. And Iowa at Purdue at 3.30. Uh, just what stands out about the, the week one slate to you, Scotty? Yeah, first off, I can't wait for that Saturday night Michigan-Minnesota game. I think that's going to be fantastic. Odd stat, P.J. Fleck is actually 8-3 and three in night games at Minnesota. Look, Michigan's got a really, really young offensive line. It'll be Joe Milton, you know, now in at quarterback for Michigan. Uh, I just like Minnesota, and, and I will say uh, the early line on that game is Minnesota is favored by two and a half points over Michigan on Saturday night, and I think that's about right. I, I think, uh, you know, it's such it's, it's going to be a great game. As far as looking at some of the other matchups, you know, I, the one sneaky good game that I think will, will happen on Saturday that, that could go either way, in my opinion, is Penn State at Indiana. I mean, Indiana's kind of coming in confident they were eight and five last season they didn't beat any of the top tier teams last year but i think this is a confident team no micah parsons for penn state that one i wouldn't be shocked if it's very close especially the, this game is at indiana and we could see penn state potentially looking ahead a little bit obviously to playing ohio state next week have you seen a line there i hate to put you on the spot have you seen a line with penn state indiana yet I have, yeah. Uh, Penn State is actually a touchdown favorite. They're a seven-point favorite. Ooh. So yeah. you like an Indiana? If you, you like an Indiana there? I do. I do. I think that's going to be a relatively close game. I, I still think Penn State probably wins, but the full touchdown, the full seven points, I, I would take Indiana. That does seem a little much on the road. And I know there's going to be no fans, but still, you're still going to rather play in your home stadium than your road stadium. It's not going to be as much of a factor. But, yeah, I agree with you. I think Penn State's going to win. But, uh, you know, I won't be surprised if Indiana covers. I might stay away from that game. I don't think, you know, that's probably a game that uh, I don't know. I just want to see both teams first. But you make a good point about Penn State looking ahead to Ohio State. Penn State clearly looks at Ohio State as our number one rival. There's just no doubt about that. Ohio State does not reciprocate, as we know. We know who Ohio State's rival is. But Penn State, that's why I I tend to think that's a one. One of the reasons Penn State's been playing Ohio State tough, um, they just seem to be, they just, not that Ohio State doesn't get up to play Penn State, don't get me wrong, but when you look at a team as your number one rival, you're going to just, you, you know, you're going to raise your level of play. There's just no doubt about that. Um, yeah, that's going to be fun. All right, let's look at some of the biggest storylines in the Big Ten this season. Let's start with Ohio State versus the field. I mean, I'm taking Ohio State versus the field all day uh, to win the Big Ten championship. I mean, Penn State, I guess, has a chance, but how good is Penn State? Uh, do we, you know, and the West, it, you know, Wisconsin, Minnesota, I, you know, they're, they're the two best teams. Uh, you know, but I think, you know, if I had to pick Ohio State or the field, I'm, I'm clearly picking Ohio State, and I think it's minus 400 was the last I saw uh, for Ohio State. So you're not getting great odds, but I would still take that minus 400 for Ohio State to win at the Big Ten Championship. I'm with you, Dave. I like the minus 400. I would take Ohio State versus the field 100%. Look, I think the biggest competitor to Ohio State this year, honestly, is going to be COVID. I mean, will they be able to get nine right. games in this year? I love Ryan Day and, and what he said on his call-in show on the fan earlier this week. He said, kind of, assume that everyone outside of the Woody is a threat to you. You know, be careful who you come across, you know, because the one thing that can probably derail Ohio State in winning the Big Ten this year is a, a, a breakout, you know, a lot of COVID, you know, and that that's the one issue, and he knows that that's probably the toughest opponent Ohio State has all year this year, to keep everybody available on these Saturdays, and hopefully we're able to get nine of these Saturdays in. 
Very well said. That that you know that is their biggest concern. I think you know is COVID. Their biggest concern, personnel wise, is lack of depth at defensive tackle. But clearly, that's the biggest concern. All right, national championship odds. Now these were released before yesterday's games. I looked before the show. They still haven't been updated. I don't know why it always takes so long to update these college football odds. It's like the games happened last night. You would think people to do this professionally can come up with new odds the next morning, but it never happens. Clemson has the best odds to win the national championship, plus one eighty. Number two, Ohio State. Two and a half to one, plus 250. Now, again, this is before yesterday's games. Alabama, before their beatdown of Georgia, was three and a half to one, number three. And then Georgia was fourth, uh, nine to one. Florida, fifth, 22 to one. The Gators with a bye week this week because of COVID, not playing LSU. And then sixth, this was interesting to me, Penn State is sixth. 28 to 1, so kind of a long shot. That just goes to show how there's three teams that really have a legit shot, in my opinion, yeah. and everybody else is a pretender. Everybody, you know, maybe Penn State's not a pretender. I'll tell you who's a pretender, Notre Dame. I mean, they were, they were favored by, I think, 17 or 18 yesterday, and they won 12 to 7 over Louisville in South Bend, and they're ranked fourth in the nation. North Carolina lost. I mean, there, there's three teams there, and if these odds stay the same, do you, you know, which one of those would you like the most if you're betting on the national champion? Would you go Clemson 180, Ohio State plus 250, or Alabama plus 350? You know what's so funny, Dave, is it's so similar to last year, where there were three, obviously three legit teams, right? Obviously LSU, Ohio State, and Clemson last year. This year it's the same thing uh, with Alabama replacing LSU in that list. And here, I mean, here's here's the thing. Looking at this, it is going to be huge who gets the number one seed at the end of this year. Now, Clemson, I think, obviously has the leg up right now. They're the number one team. They, they put up a crazy amount of points. But style points week in and week out is going to be so important because that one seed, you don't want to be in the 2-3, just like Ohio State and Clemson didn't want to be in the 2-3 game last year because you've got a 50-50, basically a 50-50 game to get to the championship game, whereas the one seed almost has a lock you know to to get to the championship game because the as you said there's such an enormous drop off from number three to number four so for me looking at the odds it's who is the most likely to end up as the one seed and honestly i think alabama is probably the most likely to end up as a one seed because they can put together the best resume the the kicking uh Kicking Georgia yesterday in, in in the second half, the fact that they dominated that second half, I think Alabama's probably in the driver's seat to get the one seat. So I think the odds wise, I like Alabama. Yeah, and those odds might change. They might be tied with Ohio State for number two at, at plus two fifty instead of right. you know plus three fifty. But if it stays at three and a half to one, I, I would jump. I think that is the best you know bargain of you know, the top three for sure. Because uh, I think any of those three teams can win. And if Alabama is at three and a half to one, I think they're the best bargain. All right, next up, we will talk more about the Buckeyes, both the twenty twenty Buckeyes and Ohio State's players in the NFL. That is up next on the Money ninety seven point one, the Fan. All the dumb things we say are on demand when you want them. Just utilize the computer chip we've implanted into your brain. The Fan, Ohio Sports Destination. On the money, 97.1 The Fan. I am Dave Biddle. I am joined by Scotty Vegas. Let's talk some Buckeyes in the NFL, Scotty. Let's start with Dwayne Haskins. After getting the rug pulled from out from under him by Washington football team, 
he's they're obviously looking to trade him now. I mean, what what do you think Washington could get for him? You think they could get like a third rounder for him? And man, I hate to say this because I'm not the first one to say this. I've heard this from other people, but the Steelers could be a good fit for him. They really could. Um, I hope he doesn't land there. I mean, if I, I guess I hope for him he does. <laughs> It'd be a good landing spot for him. But where do you think he might land? And what do you think Washington can get for him? Yeah, as far as compensation, I think you're probably right. Probably third, fourth round, somewhere in that area. Uh, you know, I, I was looking at some of the projections on on places that he could go, and I've seen uh, the Saints, where he'd kind of be a low risk, high upside project. You know, kind of in the in the post Drew Brees transition, and I know they've got Jameis Winston there. Another another team that might make sense is the Colts. You know, the Philip Rivers is on a one year deal with the Colts. They've kind of uh, they've kind of been underwhelmed right now with Philip Rivers' arm so far this year, um, and then uh, the the one that I like obviously is the Patriots. You know the the fact that uh, Jarrett Stidham hasn't exactly looked great in his time. Uh, you know, and they've got Cam Newton in there, but Cam Newton's only on a one year deal. So I think to me, hoping rooting for Dwayne Haskins. Obviously, the Patriots would be a great fit for him. As far as the Steelers, you're right. It kind of makes sense. Yeah, I, I just see him going there and uh, you know, eventually being the heir apparent to Ben Roethlisberger just when all Browns and Bengals fans are thinking, okay, finally we're going to get rid of Ben Roethlisberger right. and then we'll have another court. You know, Dwayne Haskins, of all people, waiting there to emerge as their quarterback. It just makes too much sense. Because uh, I feel like if Dwayne gets to the right situation, I still think he's going to be a good NFL quarterback. If he just could not have landed in a worse spot. Um, two head coaches that wanted nothing to do with him, Jay Gruden last year and then Ron Rivera this year, they gave him absolutely no chance. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Curious to your take on Zeke. A lot of people I maybe initially thought, oh, Dak went out. This is going to be bad for Zeke. It could be good for Zeke. It could be good. They might have more focus on the running game now. You don't want to hear that if, if you own Amari Cooper or C.D. Lamb or Michael Gallup. But how do you think the Dak injury and Andy Dalton being in there might impact Zeke, if at all? Yeah, and we'll get into kind of replacing Dak because I know a lot of fantasy owners were devastated when they lost uh, Dak last week. As far as Zeke, though, I think this is an opportunity. I think that the Cowboys are going to rely more on him. Look, last week, 19 carries, 91 yards, two touchdowns. He had a really good week. Um, but, you know, with the offense, with the wide receivers, they focused more on, on passing the ball. I think it's going to be big, big opportunity for Zeke, and I think he'll get more carries and more carries uh, with Andy Dalton. Yeah, at the top of the hour, we're going to talk a lot more about Andy Dalton and how he fits into fantasy and uh, more about the Cowboys. Sticking with the Buckeyes, anything else, Buckeyes in the NFL, you want to go over? I know Mike Thomas has been an interesting story. Just anything that, you know, anything else that stands out, Scotty, about Buckeyes in the NFL this year? Yeah, I think last week, if we're looking at some of the highlights, Marshawn Lattimore made that game-ending tackle on Monday Night Football against the Chargers. Uh, that was that was in overtime. Basically, got the Saints the win with that tackle. Uh, we had three former Buckeyes uh, last week record sacks. Jerome Baker playing well with the Dolphins. You got the Steelers. Cam Hayward got a sack, and of course Joey Bosa, who seems to get one every single week. So, uh, big news on the defensive front for the Buckeyes last week. Next up, we will tell you the notable players who are active and inactive for today's 1 o'clock NFL games, and we will have our Bud Light Picks Contest. That is up next on The Money, 97.1 The Fan. One is upside down on an inversion table. The other one's wearing a tank top without pants. Ready for your workout? Radio doesn't get any better than this. You nasty. Rothman and Ice. Weekdays from noon to 3. The Fan.
Welcome to On the Money 97.1 The Fan. If you're just joining us, this is a show about fantasy football and sports gambling. I am Dave Biddle. I am joined by the world-famous Scotty Vegas. We have producer Bodie Wells at the controls. If you would like to call the show with a question about fantasy football or sports gambling, or to tell a horror story from your fantasy football or sports gambling days, the number is 614-821-9710. Again, 614-821-9710. And at the bottom of the hour, we will give out a prize for the best horror story. All right. Now, before we look into that, let's go over some of the top news and notes that affect fantasy football and the NFL. The Dak Prescott injury, of course, happened last Sunday, Scotty. A gruesome injury. Andy Dalton um, is now the quarterback. I think Dalton's going to do pretty well. Now, I don't know, you know, I think he's a good backup quarterback in fantasy. Like, you know, I already picked him up in one of my leagues because I have Patrick Mahomes on a, not, no, it's going to be Lamar Jackson next week. I have Lamar Jackson on a bye week, so I picked up Andy Dalton. He's going to be my quarterback next week. If you're in a multi-flex league, Andy Dalton I think would be great. Where are you at on Andy Dalton as a fantasy quarterback going forward this season, Scotty? Yeah, I like him, and the reason why I like him is because of the weapons. I mean, when you're talking Gallup, and Lamb and Cooper, and by the way, they can also hand the ball off to Zeke and, and move the football. I think absolutely, there's uh, he he is primed to step in there for Dak. Now, here's the thing: Dak was averaging 371 passing yards a game. He's not going to do anything near that. I mean, in fact, se- the second place quarterback is is Josh Allen, 54 yards per game less behind. Dak Prescott. So it's a devastating fantasy injury. But those Dak owners were able to pivot, hopefully grab Andy Dalton, hope that he can keep up some of those stats. And then as far as other quarterbacks out there, look, a lot of people had Ryan Fitzpatrick still out there on the waiver wire. Uh, Derek Carr is a good pickup. So while losing Dak is going to hurt a lot of teams, uh, there were, I think, still a decent amount of options. And I think Dalton still is a good option for people. Let's take a quick look at the notable active and inactive players for the 1 o'clock NFL games today. We had somebody call earlier about Curtis Samuel. Curtis Samuel is inactive today with a knee. So if you're looking at Curtis Samuel, get him out of there. Chris Moore, inactive. Auden Tate, inactive for the Bengals. I don't know why in the world you'd be starting Auden Tate unless you're like in a 19-team league or something like that, Uh 30-team league. Yeah. Baker Mayfield is active. OBJ active, Jarvis Landry active. I hear Browns fans just cheering out there. No surprise there. Melvin Gordon the third, if you haven't heard, is out. Philip Lindsay will be the number one running back for the Broncos against the Patriots. KJ Hamler out. Noah Fant out. Mo Ali Cox out. A lot of these are not surprises. DJ Chark, we've had some questions about him. He is active. Chark is active, and I think he's a decent play today. So Julian Edelman is active. Darius Slayton is active. Deshaun Jackson is out. Alshon Jeffrey out. So there you go. All right. Now, Scotty, I always like to put you on the the spot. Real quick, give me an update on legalized sports gambling. Even if nothing has changed, tell the listeners when we might, in your opinion, Scotty, have some legalized sports gambling here in the Buckeye State. Yeah, not a lot of movement the last couple weeks, but... From what we're hearing, the momentum is shifting in the fact that this thing could be done by the end of the ca- by the end of the calendar year. Right now, we're kind of in a pause. Next few weeks, it's all about the election, obviously. So once that wraps up, 
who knows how long that'll take to wrap up. But uh, as far as, as legalized sports gambling in Ohio, there's a lot of conversation. There is going to be a push to get this thing done by the end of the calendar year. And then if it is done by the calendar end of the calendar year, look for maybe March as kind of a target date for these uh, casinos to be able to start to offer sports gambling. I can't wait. I cannot wait. Oh, it's going to be great. It is going to be absolutely great. I live less than 10 minutes away from Hollywood Casino here in Columbus, so let's get that done. Let's get it done. And again, if you would like to call the show with a question or to pass along a horror story, 614-821-9710 is the number. All right, Scotty, it's time for our Bud Light Picks Contest, where we pick the winner in each NFL game this week. This is just straight up. We'll give our five best bets against the spread to finish the show. We're going to just pick the winner in every NFL game. Before we get to that, I always like to ask you, is anybody, any of our contestants, are they just crushing it? Yeah, yeah. Yesterday, or excuse me, last week we had Daryl Rayner actually hit 13 games right last week. Last week was not an easy week to pick, especially with the Chiefs losing. That was an upset that probably of the of the thousand entries, I, I'm guessing probably 950 of them lost that game alone. Uh, but Daryl was able to put 13 games uh, on the board, 13 points, and so he moved to first place for week five. And then as far as the overall, what we're looking at, Bender, Bud Light Brad, and OSU 44 are tied. Right now we have three tied at the top with 57 correct points, and they are all competing. Everybody is competing for the ultimate Bud Light Man Cave, which of course has the kegerator, the $900 furniture gift card, and uh, and much more. So you can go on 971thefan.com enter your picks. It's on the front page there, and uh, try and get in, in, maybe win one of these weekly prizes if you're not in the big contest already. Michelle and Paul, stay on the line. We're going to get to you guys as soon as we do our picks real quick. But uh, let's let's get to our picks, Scotty. Let's start with the big game of the, of the day. You go first. I'll go second. Then we'll then we'll rotate as we go. The one o'clock games. Let's start with Browns at Steelers. Who's going to win this game, Scotty? Yeah, Browns have four consecutive wins for the first time since two thousand nine. Uh, this is the Steelers' first tough test of the year. I'm going to say the Steelers win. Very close game. Yeah, I have the Steelers in this one. Next one, Bengals at the Colts. I have the Colts going against my Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah, my worry is is always can the Bengals protect Joe Burrow. This is a good Colts defense. I'm taking the Colts. Next up, Bears at Panthers. So this one, this one's a tight one. This one's nearly a pick 'em. Carolina is three and zero, both straight up and against the spread in their last three games. I always pick against the Bears. I might as well keep the trend continuing. I'm taking Carolina. <laughs> I'll go with the Bears to keep their magical season alive. They'll find a way to win by a point. Um, <laughs> next up, Ravens at Eagles. I will take the Ravens. Go way out on a limb here and take the Ravens. Yep, this one's easy. Lamar Jackson eight and zero outright, six zero and two against the spread as a road favorite. Give me the Ravens. Next up, Falcons at the Vikings. What do you got, Scott? Oh, what an ugly, ugly football game. 0-5 versus 1-4. I'm going to take the Vikings at home. Yeah, I got the Vikings in this one. Next up, Texans at Titans. I better start believing in these Tennessee Titans. They got to the AFC Championship game last year. They just completely waxed the Bills, despite only practicing illegally at a middle school that yeah. <laughs> earlier that week. Um, I guess it was a Tuesday, so it was the previous week when they were illegally practicing. Um, I've got the Titans in this one. 
Yeah, I do too. I mean, the Titans are 11 and 3, averaging more than 30 points a game with Tannehill. It, it shocks me. I think we all thought Tannehill was, was going to be out of this league a year or two ago. And now he's one of the great quarterbacks, or, or one of the uh, quarterbacks with a good record, I should say. I think the Titans win today. Next up, Washington football team at the New York Giants. Who you got, Scotty? Ooh, speaking of ugly, let's not spend much time on this game. I'm going to go Giants. I'll go football team. It is funny. Like, I've been calling them Washington FT, but, like, when I'm on, like, I use CBS Sports as my, um, you know, when I'm looking at all the NFL scores and for the updates and all that, and they have all the team's nicknames. And instead of putting Washington you know, or whatever they do, or they just call, refer to them as football team. It's the funniest thing in the world to me. You'll be like, like looking at, it, I'll be like Panthers, Bengals, football team. Yeah, you know, it's, it's funny. Like they should just change it to Washington, but or maybe not because it's funny. I have for some reason I have Washington winning this game. Next up, Broncos at Patriots. I have the Patriots. Yeah, Patriots get Cam Newton back. You know, they they benefit from him only being out one game. I'm going Patriots. A few more here, then we'll get to our callers. Lions at the Jags. Who you got, Scotty? I'm going to go with the Lions. They're 7-1 and one against the spread, coming off a bye. Give me the Lions. I also have the Lions. So a bunch of 1 o'clock games, only two 4 o'clock games today. Only two. Jets at the Dolphins. Give me the Dolphins in that one. Yeah, I actually think the Dolphins, uh, the spread is 10. I like the Dolphins not only to win but to cover. And this game, I know everybody, uh, you know, Browns, or excuse, yeah, Brown Steelers is the game of the day here in Ohio. But man, this one's going to be a fun one. Packers at the Bucks. Give me the Bucks. What do you got, Scotty? Ooh, all right. I'm going to go against that- you here, Dave. I'm going Packers. They're four and zero against the spread this year. Uh, give me, give me the Packers. It was actually your chance to go first. I don't know why I jumped the gun there. All right. I was so excited to pick Tom Brady, I guess. <sighs> What's wrong with me? All right. Sunday night game, Rams at 49ers. Who you got, Scotty? 49ers have been the huge disappointment this year, and I think that continues. I think I think the Rams are actually one of the surprises. I, I think that they are a contender in the NFC. They should be 5-0. and Give me the Rams. Yeah, I like the Rams a lot. Not to give any secrets away for best bets, or maybe, maybe so, but yeah, I like the Rams uh, definitely straight up in this one, maybe against the spread, too. All right, Monday night, number one, Chiefs at Bills. Give me the Chiefs in this one. Yeah, this guess, is kind Scotty? of the, the bounce-back bowl. Both teams lost last week. A short week for the Bills. I'm going to go with the Chiefs. And the late Monday night game, Cardinals at the Cowboys. This is the tough one. The Cardinals are actually favored, I believe, at last check. I'm going to go with the Cowboys, though, to win this outright. I'm with you. I'm with you. And, and you're right. I think this will be a slight upset odds-wise. I think it's close to a pick But I am taking the Cowboys at home. All right. A few callers to get to. Let's start with Michelle. Good afternoon, Michelle. You're on the fan. What is your question? Hi, guys. Um, first, I want to say thank you, because I called in last year, and I'm in a standard league, and you guys got me 187 points, so thank Ooh. you. Um, I'm hoping you have as much luck for me this year, because I have some pretty average players to ask you about. Um, <laughs> I have a flex position open, <laughs> and I'm choosing, and I can only choose one. I can choose between Ingram, Singletary, Boyd, or Judy. Oh, man. Oh, geez, that's a good one. Um, Where do I have Singletary this week? 
I might go Singletary on that. What do you think, Scotty? Yeah, you know, that's funny, Dave, because that was my initial thought, too. And Singletary has been a little bit frustrating, but I, I really believe that that Monday night game is going to be a really high-scoring game. So I think there's going to be end zone opportunities for Singletary. So that's where I would lean. Yeah, go with Singletary. Thank you for the call, Michelle. Next caller is Paul. Good afternoon, Paul. You're on the fan. What is your question? Hey, guys. Um, uh, standard scoring uh, flex position, Philip Lindsay or Terry McLaurin. And if I could ask a bonus question, would you consider streaming Fitzpatrick today against the Jets over, in my case, Deshaun Watson or any of the top quarterbacks? I would stick with Watson over Fitzmagic. Um, it's relatively close, but I would go with Watson. And then for your other question, I would go Philip Lindsay over Terry McLaurin, but it's close. Do you have a good feeling for that one, Scott, and his other question as well? Yeah, the, the only issue that I have with Fitzpatrick today, and I know he's playing his former team, the, the Jets, is I don't think the Jets are going to score enough points for Miami to have to throw the ball a ton. And so I think that hurts Fitzpatrick a little bit. But going forward, I like Fitzpatrick a lot. And going with the original question, I would, I would lean Lindsay. All right, one more caller to get to. Eddie. Eddie, you're on the fan. What is your question? So, fellas, uh, Slayton or McCall Hartman in my flex? First of all, I love your voice. you got a very cool voice. Um, <laughs> oh, man, that's a, that's a tough one. Um, I would go Hartman. It's close, though. I would go Hartman. I've, I've been ranked a few spots ahead of Slayton. I like both of them, though. But I, like- I would go Hartman. I like both of them too, Dave. Uh, you know, I, I think, I guess the tiebreaker probably would be that we think that that Bills Chiefs game is probably going to be a high scoring shootout, lots of touchdowns. So maybe more of a probability that he's able to get into the end zone over Slayton. But I do like Slayton a lot too because he gets a ton, a ton of targets with the Giants. But yep, go Hardman. If I didn't already have Paul Keels leaving, you know, as the voice of my voicemail, I would definitely see if Eddie would be willing to do it for me. <laughs> um, now, this is something that we were going to talk about earlier. So, Scott, I'm going to give you a heads up on this. I know you had a lot of success with a relatively new strategy in football betting. I want you to pass this along to the listeners. So, Scotty has been having a lot of success with a new strategy. Scotty, what is this new strategy you have implemented, my friend? So I'm not going to lie, this was a, a monster week in the uh, Scotty Vegas gambling household. Um, yes. And yes, yes, it was, it was pretty, pretty solid. And, and what I've actually been doing a lot is finding these favorites that are getting down early in the game and taking advantage of the live line, right? So last week we saw the Seahawks get down against the Vikings. All right, that was a very dicey game last Sunday night. So I grabbed the Seahawks, and of course, the Seahawks were the better football team, came back and won the game. And uh, believe it or not, I also was able to take advantage of the Cowboys-Giants game. Remember, the Giants came out to a 14-3 lead over the Cowboys, and Dak actually got the Cowboys right back in position to win that game. The Cowboys were actually... 
two to one in the first half to come back. They ended up coming back and winning that football game. So uh, there's a lot of value, in my opinion, in finding teams that kind of struggle in the first half. They're, they're favored to win the game, but they struggle in the first half, maybe get down 10, maybe they get down 14. I mentioned earlier North Carolina yesterday. They got down a ton, and they ended up, they were 4-5-1 to five to one and should have won the football game if there wasn't a drop at the end of the game. And I think there's major value in taking these favorites that struggle early, get them when they're down in the first half, and then hope that they make that big comeback in the second half. Now, it does occasionally come back to bite you. Like the the Chiefs were in that situation, too. They were down, and so I picked the Chiefs over the Raiders, so that didn't quite work out. It doesn't always work out, but the odds that you're getting are very good. Look, you and I talked about how Alabama, they got down a touchdown, and then they were last night to uh, Georgia, and then they were getting points. You were getting plus money with Alabama, which we both agree and thought they were the better football team there's major value in taking teams live betting that are favored early that struggle early barry justin mark stay on the line we will get to you guys after we pay some bills next up in addition to checking in with some of our callers is the daily grind where we give you the best value picks in daily fantasy that is up next on the money 97.1 the fan Feel unappreciated. Things not working out the way you imagined. Bad news. Sometimes life sucks. Good news. We don't. The Fan, Ohio's sports destination. On the money, 97.1 The Fan. I am Dave Biddle, joined by Scotty Vegas. Have three callers we want to get to. Let's start with Barry. Good afternoon, Barry. You're on The Fan. What is your question? Hey, fellas, what's going on? Um, a little bit of a, a bind on a flex. I'm playing OBJ or Claypool, and Cleveland safeties just got knocked out, so they're not starting. Yep. So worried about that, but also looking at uh, Gibson or Taylor on my RB2 position in a PPR league. I would go OBJ and Taylor. I would, I would what do you too. Think, Scotty? I, I agree with that. And I know the Claypool. Uh, with the four touchdowns last week, and I and I like Claypool. I think he's going to have a big week. You mentioned the, the the injuries for Cleveland. That's absolutely right. I think the safer play though is OBJ. And as far as as the running back situation, I'm definitely going Taylor. There you go. Next up is Justin. Good afternoon, Justin. You're on the fan. What is your question? Hey, guys, thanks for taking my call. So I'm also in a little bit of a bind on my flex. Um, I've got Chubb um, being out right now. So I'm trying to decide between my starting running backs, between Sanders, Miles Sanders, um, Alexander Madison, and Jonathan Taylor. And then I've also got um, Debo Samuel and Chenault Jr. on the bench right now. I would go Taylor. I hate benching Miles Sanders. He's really good. But the Bengals um, are going to be without DJ Reader, who was by far their best run stuffer for the rest of the season. They're also you know lost Sam Hubbard. I mean they're they're so banged up on that D line. Geno Atkins is a shell of his former self. So is Carlos Dunlap at least against the run. I hate benching Miles Sanders, but this week I would do it because you've got Jonathan Taylor. I give Taylor the edge over Sanders. What do you think, Scotty? Yeah, I would, I would, I would take Taylor. I think he's going to have a monster day. Uh, Madison, though, for the Vikings is a great play as well for a lot of people. He's actually one of my uh, top running backs this week. Look, Cook is out, 
And Madison last week came in and played really, really well against the Seahawks. So uh, I'm not sure if you can start two of those players, but if you can, I would actually lean Madison and Taylor over Sanders. Madison is a good play, but that's a good problem to have there. Uh, he said he's he also has Nick Chubb. He uh, drafted or auctioned uh, very well with running backs there. We did have a caller drop off, Mark. But Mark, if you're still listening, we see your question. You wanted to know OBJ, Claypool, Hunt, or Ronald Jones. To me, it's for sure Kareem Hunt out of those four. If you can only play one, I definitely get Kareem Hunt in there. What do you think, Scott? Yeah, if I were to rank them one through four as far as flex, I would probably go Hunt one, OBJ two, Claypool three, Jones four. I agree with your ranking there. All right, Bodie, it is time for the Daily Grind. Hit it. It's time for On the Money's Daily Grind. Sponsored by Atlas Butler Plumbing Services. This is where Scotty and I give you what we think are the best value picks in daily fantasy. You're just the best picks... Regardless, we're going to tell you about how much you're going to have to pay for them on DraftKings is what I use. Uh, most of the sites are pretty similar. Um, and we give you one quarterback. We give you one running back, one wide receiver, and one tight end. Each of us do. Let's start with quarterbacks. Scotty, would you like the honors of going first? Who, sure. Let- what quarterback would you uh, like to uh, recommend in Daily Fantasy today? Yeah, let's do it. I'm going to go with Matt Stafford. Going up against the Jags, I just think there's good value. I think this is going to be a high-scoring football game. The over-under on the game is 53. I think there's this is going to be a game where they're going to go through the air. I actually like Stafford. I took a, a prop bet on over two-and-a-half touchdowns for Stafford, so I think he's going to get into the end zone a lot. So that, to me, is the value play in daily is Matt Stafford. I don't know how often we agree on a lot. Like a lot of times, I'll have one, and then you'll have one. And like we're both kind of like, yeah, I kind of like that one, but we each have our, we each have a different one. I exactly have the same guy written down here. Matt Stafford, sixty three hundred dollars. I like to usually keep it under six thousand for value picks, but for quarterbacks, it's different. Basically, it's under seven thousand to be a value pick. Matt Stafford at sixty three hundred. I love that. The Jags, as you mentioned, I mean they're they're allowing like two hundred eighty five passing yards per game. Quarterbacks are completing seventy five percent of their passes, which even in today's NFL is a pretty high. Uh, completion percentage. So, yeah, I like Matt Stafford a lot today. Matthew Stafford. Running back, guy we talked about earlier. I like David Montgomery a lot today in Daily Fantasy. If you're looking for a value pick, you can get him for under 6000 You can get him for 5800 on DraftKings. The Carolina Panthers allow 112 rushing yards per game. Plus, as we talked about earlier, Montgomery is now a factor in the Bears' passing game. It used to be he was not a factor at all, but with Tariq Cohen out for the year, which happened earlier in the season, Montgomery now is becoming more of a factor in the passing game. I like David Montgomery as a value pick in Daily Fantasy at $5,800. Scotty, who would you recommend at running back? Yeah, and I'm actually going to pay up a little bit more this week, and I, and I know uh, running back position, I, I'm willing to pay a little more. I'm going to go with Madison. We talked about him. Look, he had 130 36 scrimmage yards on just 23 touches last week against uh, Seattle. That's when he took over for Cook late in the game. And I, look, he's going to feast against Atlanta. That Atlanta defense is so bad. They've allowed 20 fantasy points per game to running backs this year. So I like Madison a lot in daily fantasy. See, I like, that's an example. I like David Montgomery as my number one, but I like your, your pick with Madison too. Um, wide receiver. Who you got, Scotty? So I was just looking over the wide receiver stats, and, and there's, a, there's a ton out there that I love this week. But the one as far as value that I like, I'm going to go Jamison Crowder with the Jets. And I know the last thing you want to do is probably own a Jets offensive player, but if you're going <laughs> to own one, it's going to be Crowder. He's a guy who leads the Jets in every 
single category. He gets a ton of uh, targets. He's the guy they target in the red zone. So Crowder, I also like a couple other guys like Devontae Parker a lot today, too. Uh, I think there's good value there. I'm going Kenny Galladay. Again, cheating a little bit on my rule because I'm going over 6000 but barely. $6,200 for Kenny Galladay. I think that's a great you know, value, and you'd be pairing him if you take our advice with Matthew Stafford as the quarterback. So Kenny Galladay, again, going up against a very porous defense in the Jags, especially a passing defense in the Jags, allowing 285 passing yards per game. So I like Kenny Galladay there at wide receiver. Tight end, I have Trey Burton for the Colts. Very good value, 3,100, and you're like, well, wait, what about Jack Doyle? Burton's getting more targets than Jack Doyle. Now Mo Cox is out for the Colts. Uh, you know, the Bengals' defense has not been good, shockingly. And I think Trey Burton's a good. If you're looking for an extreme value, $3,100 on DraftKings. I like Trey Burton at tight end. Who you got, Scotty? I like that. You know, I'd really like your Galladay pick. I've got a lot of stock in Galladay actually this week too. So I'm, I'm big on that one. Tight end, I'm going Mark Andrews. And, and again, I'm paying up a little bit, but I saved money elsewhere. I'm going Mark Andrews. And the reason why is the, uh, the defense for the Eagles gives up a ton up the middle. And Mark Andrews is going to be, in my opinion, a big target today. Uh, he's tied for the NFL with five receiving touchdowns uh, for tight ends. That's that's fantastic. So I like Mark Andrews to get in the end zone today against the Eagles. All right. If you need any last-minute advice for fantasy football or sports gambling or to pass on a horror story from your days in fantasy football or sports gambling, we will take your calls next at 614-821-9710. That is up next on The Money, 97.1 The Fan. We are everywhere. On your radio, online, the fan app, Alexa, and behind you in your car right now. Too creepy? Sorry. The Fan, Ohio sports destination. On the money, 97.1 The Fan. I am Dave Biddle. I am joined by Scotty Vegas. Got a few callers to get to here. Let's start with Bob. Good afternoon, Bob. You're on The Fan. What is your question? we got two for you. Um, first question, I got Tom Brady rostered, but also looking at Fitzpatrick or Cousins as a waiver wire pickup since they both play really bad defenses. I have Cousins one spot ahead of Brady. I mean, it's close as you can get. Five cousins ahead of Brady. Yeah, I think right, my thanks. my issue though with taking Brady out is going up against Green Bay. I expect that to be such a crazy high scoring football game. I like it wouldn't shock me if that game is like thirty eight thirty five or or something like that. And I think Brady's going to have to sling it. So I would be a little worried taking Brady out of the lineup. And I know. Uh, you know, Fitzpatrick's going up against the Jets, and that's attractive. The problem is the Jets aren't going to score that many points, so Fitzpatrick's not going to need to score that many. So, I mean, that's why I would probably still lean Brady, because I think that's going to be such a high-scoring game. I think he had another question, too, but Bodie doesn't mess around yeah. that trigger finger, man. Oh, you are, you are still there. I'm sorry, Bodie. No, no, what's your other question? I'll hang, up. I'll hang up after I say it so you guys can go ahead, but I got six wide receivers. I need to play three. I got Kenny Galladay, Amari Cooper, Justin Jefferson, um, Robbie Anderson, Stefan Diggs, and Claypool. How many can you play? Three. Three, right? I get Diggs in there. I get Cooper in there, and I get Galladay in there. Yeah, to me, I agree with those three. Anderson would be close. Anderson and Cooper would be three and four for me, but Galladay and Diggs for sure. 
Um, and then, yeah, I'd probably lean Cooper. There you go. Thank you for the call. Next up is Richard. Good afternoon, Richard. You're on the fan. What is your question? Hey, guys. Uh, I've got a similar question. I've got four wide receivers. I can only play two. It's a standard league. I've got uh, Chenault Jr., Jay Judy, Jay Brown, who's off and on questionable, and then I've got uh, Fulgham, uh, that Philadelphia wide receiver that kind of broke out last week. Kind of bottom of the barrel for, for wide receivers, so I'm struggling. Yeah, I like kind of the kind of the no name guys here. I kind of like Chenault and Fulgham. I do too, actually. I, I I would agree. You know, as far as Brown being questionable tomorrow night, I wouldn't I wouldn't mess with that. Um, yeah, I agree with you, Dave. Yeah, Judy's enticing. Like I, he'd be the like the third out of the like like Scotty said. You know, Brown would be the one I wouldn't even consider. But yeah, I'd go Chenault and Fulgham, and uh, but Judy, yeah, it would be the number three guy there. All right, next caller is Derek. Derek, good afternoon. You're on the fan. What is your question? Hey, guys. Um, I just need to fill my flex this week. i got three choices. i got Mark Ingram, DJ Chark, and Brandon Cooks. Cooks with his monster week last week. I don't think I have one in one of my – I have a real deep league where I'm starting him, but, um, man, I'd go Chark over him, though. What do you think, Scotty? Yeah, a little too inconsistent for me with uh, with Cooks. I would go Chark because I think that's going to be a high scoring game, uh, you know, against the Lions. Ingram, not enough carries for me, uh, and and you never know who's going to get the goal line touches there. So I would go Chark. There you go. It's scary when Scotty and I agree. So be careful though, Derek. That could be your horror story. <laughs> Next up is Matt. Good afternoon, Matt. You're on the fan. What is your question? Yeah, I just want to know if I should start Marquise Brown or Philip Lindsay as my flex. Really close, but I go with Hollywood Brown. Ooh, that's a that's a that's a really tough question. I you know, as far as that I would probably lean Lindsay. It's just, you know, starting running back the problem is going up against the Patriots D. Ah, that's a tough one. I I'd lean Lindsay, but I could go either way on that. Yeah, and Lindsey coming off that turf toe, that's one of those things where we all know yeah. just being football fans, it's one of those injuries that like he could just re-injure very easily. It just seems like one of those things that, you know, um, seems like running backs often and wide receivers, when they come back from that, they tend to re-injure it. And they, they, do, they do have Royce Freeman there, too, but Lindsey is going to be the starter, so it's really close, but I'd go with Hollywood Brown. Now, Scotty, I know there's a fantasy ethics question that you wanted to bring up. Tell me about this. Yeah, so I'm in a I'm in a deep league, fourteen team league, and I'm in I'm in second place. I'm battling for first place, and I just so happened this week to to contact Mister Fourteenth Place, Owen Five on the year. Uh, he, he's not completely given up, but pretty close. So I contact him and say, Hey, what what do I need to do to get Derek Henry and Chris Godwin from you? And so I'm throwing, throwing really, really low ball offers at him. He's 0 and 5. Uh, it ends up doing, I, I do the trade. Derek Henry and Chris Godwin join my team. I give up Tyler Boyd, J.K. Dobbins, Juju Smith Schuster, and Mike Davis. I'm not sure if he quite knew that Mike Davis is, is probably only going to be good for another week or two. Uh, he's 0 5. Some members of the league a little frustrated with this trade, but all trades go through. There's no vote on, on whether the trade goes through. So is it wrong for, us to take advantage of the people that are 0-5 and, and not quite paying attention anymore. No, you know my slogan, all is fair in love, war, and fantasy football. 
Thank you, because I was doing dances. The rest of the league is all angry, getting a lot of angry texts, like, what is this? It hurts the competitive balance of the league. And I said, well, I'm trying to hurt the competitive balance of the league. I want to win the league. (laughs) I don't want competitive balance. I want me to be on top looking down at all y'all. Yeah, that's the way this works. I'm not, yeah, you play to win the game. You don't play to have competitive balance. Oh, my goodness. Let's take a look at some division and Super Bowl odds in the NFL. Let's start with divisions. AFC North champion, the Ravens are still the favorite. Minus 160, Steelers 2-1. to one. Kind of like those odds there. Browns, if you're a Browns fan and you're bullish on your team, 5.5-1 to one to win the division. You're sitting there at 4-1, and one, and you think you're going to beat the Steelers today to go to 5-1? and one, You might want to jump on that 5.5-1 to one, because guess what's going to change if you win today? That will. Um, so do you like any of those AFC North odds, Scotty? Boy, I just love the AFC North and watching the AFC North because this is such a competitive, good division. I think the value in this division is probably still with the Steelers at, at a little more than two to one. Uh, but as far as uh, the Browns, if you were to sneak this win today, right in it, and at five to one, that's pretty nice. Couple more callers I want to get to before we do some of these the rest of these NFL odds. I like I like uh, prioritizing the callers. Tanner, good afternoon, Tanner. You are on the fan. What is your question? Uh, so I got Adam Thielen, Stephon Diggs, Robbie Anderson, Tyler Boyd. I could play three of them in a PPR league today. I go with the former teammates. Thielen and Diggs, and you can play one more. You said I believe Thielen Diggs. Probably Robbie Anderson. He said Robbie Anderson and, and Boyd, right? And Boyd, I'd probably yeah. go Robbie Anderson. I'd probably go Robbie Anderson barely over Boyd. I like both of them. Um, I keep going back and forth on that, but yeah, Thielen, Diggs, Robbie Anderson. What do you think, Scotty? I agree. And I, by the way, I love I love Thielen today going up against uh, Atlanta. I think he could have two touchdowns, 120 yards. I think it's a monster day for Thielen. Uh, and I would I would agree. Thielen, Diggs, and Anderson. Final caller on the show, probably. Nate. Good afternoon, Nate. You're on the fan. What is your question? Good morning, gentlemen. I have a flex question for you guys in that Detroit-Jacksonville game. Uh, LaVisca Chenault versus that Lions secondary who's supposed to have a worse safety than Andrew Sandejo or yeah. DJ Swift versus that Jacksonville defense? <laughs> Oh man, um, I go DeAndre Swift. What's interesting, I have them both. Like you know, Swift is my number twenty nine running back, and Chenault's my number twenty nine receiver this week. Uh, I give, so I give the running back the edge there. I go with DeAndre Swift. What do you think, Scotty? And I'm going to go different from him. I'm going to go Chenault. I I just Chenault. don't trust Lions running backs ever, ever. Um, Chenault to me, I think you're right. It's a good matchup. I think he's going to have a good opportunity to score in a high-scoring game. That's why I lean that way. There you go. Thank you for the call. Getting back to some NFL odds here. Let's skip ahead. AFC champion, Chiefs, plus 200. 2-1 still for AFC champion for the Chiefs. I love that, especially with the Ravens not looking as good as I thought they would. They don't look bad. Don't. You know, don't get me wrong. The Ravens are still really good. They're still the second best team in the AFC. But Chiefs two to one. Ravens three to one. This is again. This is for AFC champion. Steelers seven and a half to one. Bills and Titans tied at nine to one. And then the Browns, Colts, Patriots all tied at fourteen to one. Do you like any of those odds? I love that you brought up the value at two to one with the Chiefs because I feel the same way. Look to me, the Chiefs are a team 
that they're going to play hard and and care to win games when when it seems when it when it seems like it matters. You know, like in those in those Monday night games where everybody's watching. Uh, I love the Chiefs in the in the games where it just seems like there's more on the line. I know they lost to the Raiders last week, and I know that's a division game, so they should have cared more. But it was kind of a, an afternoon game. I think it just kind of got mixed, and and. I think it was a look ahead for them, maybe looking at the Bills. I love the Chiefs overall this season, so I like the two to one. NFC Championship odds: Seahawks plus two seven five. They are the favorites, almost three to one for the Seahawks. Number two, exactly three to one for the Packers. Number three, Saints five and a half to one. Number four, Bucks seven to one. Rams seven and a half to one. And then a four-way tie for sixth. 49ers, Bears, Cowboys, and Cardinals are all kind of a long shot, 20 to 1. You like any of those odds, Scott? Yeah, the one that actually stands out to me is the Rams. Seven and a half to one, I think, is pretty good value. I know right now all the talk is is going to be the Packers and that offense and Seattle and that offense. The problem is the Packers defense, Seattle's defense, I don't like them. Not that I love the Rams defense, but I think the Rams have a better defense, and at seven and a half to one, I think in the playoffs, I like that value. Super Bowl odds. Love these. Super Bowl champion. Chiefs are the favorite. Plus three sixty. I like that again. I mean plus three sixty. I thought it'd be more like to win the AFC would be more like you know, even, like even money, and then instead it's two to one. And then this I thought would be more like two to one, and it's plus 360. I, I love that for the Chiefs. Ravens have the second best odds, five and a half to one to win the Super Bowl. Then the Seahawks, six and a half to one. I kind of like that too. Packers, eight to one. Saints, 11 to one. Steelers, 12 to one to win the Super Bowl. Rams, Bucks, and Titans all tied, 16 to one to win the Super Bowl. Bills, 18 to one. Pats twenty five to one, Colts twenty eight to one, Cleveland Brown fans thirty to one to win the Super Bowl, and then Cowboys, 49ers, Bears, Raiders forty to one to win the Super Bowl. I like the Chiefs, and I like the Seahawks. What do you think? When uh, the season started, I really liked the value on the Steelers at twenty five to one. Now they're down to twelve to one, so I don't like the twelve to one value. I liked them at twenty five. The, uh, the Chiefs, to me, would be the only bet that I would actually make. And here's why I'm so hesitant on doing futures this year. Doing end of the season. Look, we're seeing week-to-week teams that are questionable whether they're able to compete or not. You know, so once, for me to kind of look, you know, three months, four months in advance, that's tough for me as far as making a bet, placing money on a team that you're hoping stays healthy, one, and stays out of the issues with the, with the COVID. So I wouldn't be placing many future bets. The only one that I would consider right now would be the Chiefs. Next up, Scotty and I are going to make you some money. We're going to give you our five best bets Those are the five NFL games to bet on against the spread. That is up next on The Money, 97.1 The Fan. The only radio station allowing one of their hosts to talk about human flesh consumption. Okay, probably not the best idea. The Fan, Ohio sports destination. On The Money, 97.1 The Fan. I am Dave Biddle. I'm joined by Scotty Vegas. It is time for best bets. Hit it, Bodie. Scotty Vegas to fight to the death. It's time for Best Bets. This is where Scotty and I give you 
Each of us give you our five favorite NFL games today or tomorrow to bet on against the spread. Scotty was five and zero last week. I was four and one, nine and one combined. My man, I'm loving that. Making the people money is what we want to do. Scotty is now seventeen and eight for the season. Again, against the spread, seventeen and eight for the season. I am fourteen nine and two. I'm feeling good that I'm five over five hundred betting against the spread. And here, my man Scotty Vegas is nine over five hundred. Just crushing it. Just you're just crushing it. All right, give me your five best bets for this week, my man. All right, yeah, we're seeing the ball well. Both of us seeing the ball well right now. <laughs> Number one, most confident, I am going to go with the Dolphins minus nine and a half against the Jets. I like that it stayed in single digits. I was worried that line was going to move up to 10. I like the Dolphins, number one, at nine and a half. Number two, Chiefs in a bounce back over the Bills. I got the Chiefs at minus five. Number three, I'm going to go Cowboys on Monday Night Football. They are actually an upset. This would be a slight upset. They're giving, uh, or I'm sorry, they're getting a point. I have them in, as my upset pick this week. It's only a one-point underdog. Uh, number four, I'm going to take the Carolina Panthers against the Bears. I just, I always bet against the Bears. It's hurt me this year, but I think the Panthers win today. And then I'm going to go with the Texans at plus three and a half against Tennessee. It was a short week for Tennessee. I think it's a good spot for the Texans. Real quick, where's your $100 at today? Then I'll give you my five. Yeah, two and a half to one money line. All these on the money line. Patriots, Ravens, Colts, Rams. Two and a half to one. I like it. All right, here are my best bets for the week. My first one is Ravens, nine and a half. We going nine and a half or ten on that one? I've got Last nine I saw and a half. it was nine and a half. Okay, last I saw it was nine and a half. So I'm going Ravens, nine and a half at Philly. I've got Washington plus three at the Giants. I've got Rams minus two and a half at the 49ers. You said Chiefs minus, I have Chiefs minus four and a half. We'll say for the purposes of the show it's five. I think you said minus five for the Chiefs. Yes. I'll go Chiefs minus five. Four and a half would be a little nicer. And I will go Bucks plus one against the Packers. Bucks plus one against the Packers. We've reached the end of the show. It is game week for Ohio State football. I could not be more excited. Six days from now, Buckeyes against Huskers. Cannot wait. Well, that is our show for today. Thank you very much for tuning in. We will be with you each Sunday from 11 a.m. until 1 p.m. with the latest news and opinions on fantasy football and sports gambling. For Scotty Vegas and producer Bodie, I am Dave Biddle. Thanks again for joining us and enjoy the games today. Up next on The Fan is the Ravens at the Eagles. This has been On The Money, 97.1 The Fan. Rothman and Ice, the hardest working radio show in the business. This may offend our other shows, but honestly, they're too lazy to care. Weekdays from noon to three. The Fan. Why so serious? Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business. Like that, let's put it online and see what happens stage. And the site is live. That we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage. Thanks. You're all set. That count it up and ship it around the globe stage. This one's going to Thailand. And that, wait, did we just hit a million orders stage? Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen.